How's it going? Welcome to another episode of Not Rocket Science, the show that talks about the intersectional relationship between business, technology, and culture. I am Sean, your host. I hope you are doing well at the beginning of this, uh, I guess, last week in February now. Jesus, February snuck up real quick and pieced out real quick because, yeah, it does not feel... Like, we're at the end of February. I felt like January was forever, and uh, February's been pretty brief. I'll take it. It's the worst time of year, right? Um, So yeah, hope you guys are doing well. I apologize if the sound is a little weird this week. That's two reasons. One, I'm recording in a different room from where I usually record um, just because of comfortability reasons is that a word comfort comfort reasons i guess um because i'm pretty sick this week that's the other reason uh you probably hear something's a little off in my voice um yeah i don't know what happened i was just i went to my parents house last week and i was fine fell asleep woke up bam bam got hit with it hard i was feeling a little not so great the day before, but it went from zero to a hundred real quick. And, uh, yeah, all weekend I was in bed. I'm still, I've been in bed all day today. So I came out to do this, but yeah, not feeling it this week, guys, not feeling it. Um, but we power through because I was watching Narcos, Narcos Mexico, and El Chapo characters trying to dig a tunnel, and he's like, "Those who persevere are the ones that rule." And he was like, uh, "What happened was the tunnel collapsed, and it killed one of his uh, one of his friends." But yeah, I guess you could call me El Chapo. Not please, please don't ever do that uh, ever. I can't believe though he's in prison, like right around me in Brooklyn. Pretty crazy. But anyway, this podcast is not about Narcos Mexico or El Chapo, or my pursuit of trying to learn Spanish by watching Narcos Mexico. But uh, now today, I was uh, over the weekend, I saw a tweet, and I retweeted it, and it revisits a topic I've talked about at length on this show, but I want to kind of do it in a more general way this time, because uh, I think in the past I've gone really deep on BS job descriptions for... Uh, design and front-end developer positions. I remember I did an episode a long time ago about that. Um, This time, I just want to kind of gloss over the whole uh, subject of ridiculous job descriptions and what industry buzzwords or keywords to look out for as red flags. There's a tweet that summed it up in the design world pretty well, Um, but I think the gist of what he was saying really translates to any kind of role, really. Um, whether you're 
super senior and it's like a VP level role, whether you're trying to just bust into an industry at a college, fresh faced, ready to take on the world. Either way, there are a lot of traps that are set for you guys, no matter who you are. And, um, I was talking about my, I was talking with my dad about this a little bit over the weekend. And, uh, I think it's just time for another one of these tiring season, sort of, at least based on my inbox these days, there has to be some sort of, uh, schedule thing where it's like every quarter or every, uh, seven, eight weeks or every 12 weeks. I don't know what the cadence would be, but even recruiters that I've known a long time, they'll just like ghost me for months and then just check up on me every now and then. Um, but it seems very much like it's like scheduled, like it's in their calendar to like check up on me. I don't know what the deal is, but right now it's one of those times because my inbox is getting flooded. And uh, if yours is too, or even if it's not, uh, I want you guys to know that this is definitely a mini hiring season time of year. I think the big time is, uh, I think aligns with like back to school and also when school's out. I think uh, like May into June's a big one and then a slightly smaller one is late August into September. But I guess here in late February, it is another one of those times because damn, it's been busy. Um, but a lot of the roles are very meh. A lot of mech rolls. Uh, nothing too appetizing. So I want to get into this evil job description buzzword overview. But uh, before I do that, I just want to give a shout out to the dude that crept up on my feed because his tweet went pretty viral. It has 10.8K retweets and 54.1K likes. That doesn't seem too crazy compared to, you know, a tweet that like Justin Bieber writes or something, but for a tweet about job titles, that's pretty darn good. Pretty good. Anyway, his name's Mitch Goldstein at M gold ST. Uh, I want to give credit where credit's due here. And he's talking about design jobs. I've mentioned a million gajillion trillion times on the show. That's what I do. But, uh, so a lot of the content on LinkedIn that I see, has to do with that, um, or college football, but, uh, this translates really well to any kind of like marketing role, communications role for PR, maybe even a different tech role, like developer in certain respects, but I'm gonna go through it. So the tweet is design job description, red flags, a ninja unicorn, fast paced environment, Magic, work hard, play hard, rock star, family, wear multiple hats, disrupt earning potential, possibly of becoming full-time, guru, and then must know a ridiculously long list of stuff. I think that pretty much nails it. I've been saying for the longest time, the ninja term has to go, guys. Any recruiters out there or anyone writing job descriptions, never say ninja. It's so stupid. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even make sense. Why are we talking about ninjas as the analogy for being good at something? Like ninjas are very good at what they do, but ninjas are basically hitmen in the dark. Ninjas 
creep into places without anyone detecting them and jack and fools. Traditionally, that's what a ninja does. Why is that the thing we're comparing to when it comes to doing your job? Well, I don't get it. Unicorn. Unicorn's hilarious. I'm just going to go right down the list. I don't care. So we have ninja. Completely ridiculous term. I think it just sounds good, and that's why people do it, and and one person does it, and the next person does it. Uh, But unicorn's hilarious because the unicorn, I guess that's taken from the idea of a unicorn company, which means like, you're this magical formula that doesn't exist anywhere else. So if a company's saying they want a unicorn, it means they want a magical person that in all likelihood doesn't exist, which definitely jives with the fact that magic is two more down from there. Like, let's make magic. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Making magic at your work, at your job. I mean, I guess like, you could say PayPal back in the day was something magical because it created a brand new kind of like ocean of industry. Um, you know, you could say the same maybe about, I don't know, Apple during their second resurgence in the late 90s, early 2000s. But like, how often does that happen? I'm talking about a, an example from 20 years ago. That's how little this happens. So I don't know what that means. Um, it's a job, all right? It's not Harry Potter. Uh, fast-paced environment. So fast-paced environment typically means to me that senior management doesn't have their crap together alignment-wise, and you're just getting thrown around from project to project, and it means usually that there's like too many cooks in the kitchen, essentially. That's, to me, the translation of fast-paced environment. So watch out for that one. Work hard, play hard. This one, I think, it just sounds lame. You know, it's just so played out. I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with that. If I saw work hard, play hard on a job description, it wouldn't discourage me too much. Um, It probably just means it's a startup. Uh, It means you might to make friends have to go out a lot and drink. So if that's not your thing, that's something to, uh, watch out for, I guess. I'm only saying that cause the people I've heard say work hard, play hard in real life tend to go out a lot. That's all I'm going off of. This is purely anecdotal, but yeah, work hard, play hard, not too big of a deal, but it generally means a startup environment. Like, fast-paced environment, but we like to party. Um, So if that's not for you, that might be considered a red flag. All right, the next one, Rockstar. Another terrible, terrible buzzword. Uh, Look, people that are at the pillars of industry are not rock stars. They have nothing to do with rock. First of all, it's not great to be... Most rock stars have horrendous discipline, horrendous habits... You know, traditionally, if you want to talk about the uh, stereotype of a rock star, usually have a substance abuse problem. You know what I mean? They're not the people you want to be. And I think the only applicable comparison between somebody who's like, you know, a marketing star versus a rock star, let's say, is 
they have an audience. It's really the only thing I can think of where there's a overlap. Like they have an, I mean, they're good at their craft, I guess, but not every rock star is good at their craft. A lot of it's just situational. You know, they hit the right chord at the right time, struck a nerve and got big, but there's a lot of rock stars that are not proficient musicians or singers. So it doesn't necessarily mean good at your job, right? Let's just all be in agreement there. But rock stars have an audience. I guess in the new age of social media, you know, you could be like a marketing guru type person, very proficient marketer. And, and you might personally want to put that to the test and create your own personal brand and everything and, uh, build an audience and then you have an audience. So that's where I see the comparison, but like people with big audiences speaking at events everywhere, typically a aren't, you know, picking up new jobs via job descriptions on indeed or LinkedIn. And, uh, even then it's still a huge stretch to call them a rock star because they're not a rock star. They're completely different. It's like the polar opposite of a rock star, a well-known marketing executive turned hard right in their career path. A rock star turned a hard left in their career path. So it makes zero sense. All right. Obviously, you could tell that one got me a little heated. I'm going to retire it. But for sure, stop saying rock star in your job descriptions. It makes no sense. All right, next one, family. Family, eh, I don't know. I just think it's very cliche. I don't think there's anything particularly inaccurate about saying your work team is like a family. It could, it very well could be. There's been a lot of places where it sort of feels like almost like a second family. So that one doesn't bother me that much. It's just every company says that every, like I follow college sports a lot. Every college football program is like, we're a family. We have a family environment when they're recruiting recruits, like high school kids. And you hear what the recruits say. It's like the coaches just talk about how they're a family, but like every coach does that for every program. So what does that even mean at the end of the day? Anyway, this is a pure side note, by the way. I can even tell how weird I sound on this podcast. So, uh, again, I apologize. There's a little bit of an echo in this room, but I think really it's more just my voice being all stuffed up. All right, next one on the list. Where's multiple hats? This one is the worst. This is probably the biggest red flag because where's multiple hats is just code for like, we needed to hire for three roles, but we only have budget for one. So if you see where's multiple hats, automatic red flag. Or if you have a call with a recruiter about a role and they're like, 90% of the job is the actual job, but 10% of the job, you have to do this other thing that has nothing to do with your industry or extremely little to do with it. Like run, don't walk, run from any job that says wear multiple hats or talks about, let's say if you are a product designer, 10% of your time should be dedicated towards designing marketing materials. Like no, 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 no. You hire graphic designers to do that. You don't hire UX designers to do marketing mailers. It's a totally different job or a totally different skill set. So hard pass if you hear that. Um, next one, disrupt. This I don't really get 
because disrupt is more of a buzzword when it comes to companies. That's what like every startup person pitching to VCs talks about. It's like, I just want to disrupt the industry. Um, Envision, which is a design company, even had a documentary about the you know, contemporary design process for digital products called Disruptors. And that's what it was called. Um, it's just a very played out buzzword for describing a company that is supposedly going to change the industry or disrupt it. I don't know exactly how that translates to a job description, though. Like, are you supposed to disrupt the company? Like, your role is going to disrupt everyone else because that's a red flag. Do you really want to just do your job and have it be so disruptive that uh, it changes everything? That probably means the company isn't really doing things correctly, but I don't know. To me, it's more of a company buzzword. If they're talking about it on a description, like this company aims to disrupt X industry, okay, it means they probably need VC money. And uh, so the VC model, right, for those of you who don't know this, when it comes to venture capital, investing in startups, there's a known understanding that within a specific niche or industry, 10 startups, right? And for every 10 startups, eight of them are going to fail. Two of them are going to succeed. That is the model in which VCs bet on. So, uh, so if two out of every 10 in an industry are going to succeed, even less are going to disrupt. Disrupting is like a unicorn, you know? It's a unicorn, and it typically creates some sort of magic. Um, teams led by ninjas who work hard, play hard, and act like a family, and probably wear multiple hats, right? Um, but the point is, is like somebody that is in a company that actually disrupts an industry, it's extremely low. And another uh, buzzword or like common practice you see on job descriptions is to put you know very well funded backed by multiple leading vcs or something like that it's like that means literally nothing it means nothing other than they got bet on but it means also that statistically they have an 80 percent chance of failure so when you see vc backed think 80 percent chance this company doesn't make it um anyway back to disrupt buzzword for the companies themselves usually not so much individuals within companies all right next one earning potential all right that means they're going to be cheap with you because they don't have the money to pay you right that one i don't think i have to kind of marinate on at all uh you kind of get it earning potential means you're going to get paid like crap out of the get-go um Next one, possibly possibility of becoming full-time. Same thing. They're doing a try and buy with you. You know, it means they're kind of overly cautious when it comes to hiring and they don't fully trust you to do your job right, so they want to try you out. I actually have some uh, decent insight on this one. It's not just going to be me poo-pooing the term. Um, if one of these were to come up and a recruiter hits you up about this, this is what you should do if you don't like the role or you don't like the company obviously pass right but if the company is intriguing to you and you like really want to wind up working there or you want to try out working there um it's something that you know appeals to you but you want full time 
and you don't want to do this like tryout baloney, this is what you should do. Jack up, try it out. Say you're, say, you know, go with it, but jack up your hourly rate big time. Like, high, like look at what the spectrum is for your industry, your position, your years of experience and go hard to the right. Like, you know, by $20 or $15 or something like that. Maybe even more if it's like a, a developer job or something along those lines. Because if the company wants to play that game and be different from how every other company hires, you should be different too and say, look, I'll play your game, but I need to get paid. Um, that's what I would recommend, particularly if it's a startup, because that means they have money or if they're an industry leader um, in a company that is not a media company. Media companies are just cheap in general because all their revenue pretty much comes from ads. Um, it's a terrible mo a model to build an, a company on these days. So media companies do, you know, they churn and burn employees um, and lowball them. And that's just the model. And, you know, their retention rate's going to be low, period. But in a different industry where, you know, they're actually bringing in real revenue, jack that rate up. Okay, next one, guru. I've never seen guru on a job description. I think of guru as like those marketing gurus that do, uh, you know, clickfunnels.com webinars, just trying to sell you some crap that you can get for free if you know how to Google pretty well. Um, that's usually what I think of when I think of guru. Uh, usually to be a real guru, you have to be like a legend of an industry or a leader of an industry. And, uh, you're probably not looking on Indeed for job descriptions. So if you see that, there's, they're probably a little out of touch, but I typically don't see that one. Um, the must-know ridiculously long list of stuff is, is my favorite because there tends to be zero uh, attention paid to tools versus skills. It's kind of just one large bucket that people throw stuff into and they'll say things that don't even like matter, like must know sketch Figma, OmniGraffle, Adobe XD. This is for what I do, for example. And it's like, there's no reason to know four softwares that all basically do the same thing. You know what I mean? It's like, it's okay if you need to learn like two things for design and like three things for prototyping and one thing for specs and also like Photoshop for when you have to, you know, crop out specific elements in a photo. That's all well and good. But when it's asking for four different types of design software, it's like, all right, y'all don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing because you want me to know four things that are all the same thing. Pretty much no designer. There, it's a relatively easy learning curve, but no designer is going to be like up to date on the latest and greatest when it comes to using their features for all four of one design software. It makes no sense. It's a terrible use of someone's time. Um, so that's really when there's the must know long list. It's 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 just someone that doesn't know what they're doing and they're just like piecing together a list of things that they're Googling in two seconds and don't really know the difference of. So to me, it's not the biggest deal in the world because I've also learned that like no one takes those lists that seriously. So I question why they're even there in the first place. But that one to me, I just kind of laugh at 
when I see those lists just because of how, if you were to hold them true, how inefficient you would be in the role. It's like they're describing inefficiency via list form. But yeah, that's basically a roundup of all those terms. Um, I'm reading through the thread now in the comments, and uh, some people are writing some interesting tidbits that go beyond what I said. Like one person, so one person, for example, hates the term family on a job description. Uh, This person named La Crima, digital artist, family, read it and run as fast as you can. It simply means unpaid extra hours, be forced to spend your free time with them, talking about your private life, mobbing everyone who has different views and or real family members, including intrigues against workers. Actually, on second read, it does kind of jive with what I'm saying. It means, you know, you're going to have to work long hours and then go out with them, probably drink, and, you know, they have to be part of your social life if you want the role to be a remotely pleasant experience. Yeah, and that's about it. I'm kind of just running through the comment section, and uh, they're basically saying a lot of what I said. What's funny, all right, this is one that I missed, though. Last one is uh, when they say experience required and it's like a junior position and they want two to three years experience and a master degree or an equivalent, it's like, what are you doing? Why do you... It's just It just doesn't show any, like, decency or respect to people in general, I'd say. I also hate it when... um recruiters hit me up and they talk about some role and it's how it's like some senior role and they're like oh this place doesn't hire junior designers it's all senior. it's like what are you who are you to like not create a culture that actually you know helps people up level themselves in their careers and you only take people from the top it's just to me you know any business has the right to hire the way they want to hire but to me that's just kind of gross to not hire any juniors or have zero junior positions or have a junior position that you need three years of experience for. It's just, it, it bugs me. It bugs me. Whatever. It's just basically saying they don't want to grow anybody. They just want people already grown. Um, I guess it's fine if they pay ridiculously well, but if you don't, you try to pull that. Ugh. Ugh. Just go out of business. We do not need you in this world. Anyway, um, that is all. I'm probably going to go back to sleep because I don't feel so good. But thank you guys for listening. If you have any questions, comments, um, if you have any funny, crappy... Another one I missed in marketing is marketing maven. Everyone loves saying marketing maven because it just fits so well, right? You have that double M, marketing... Oh, God. Anyway, that's it. That's all of them. But anyway, of course, if you guys have any marketing buzzwords you want to throw out there that I might have missed, as usual, hit us up at notrocketscienceshow at gmail.com or at nrs underscore show on Twitter and Instagram. All right, guys. I'm out. I got to blow my nose. I got to go to bed. I'll see you guys next week. Peace.